Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while they dish, guffaw, and are generally ridiculous. As is usual and best, we're going to start with a Patreon shout-out. Sephora B, you are descended from Aegli, the Greek goddess of radiant health. You may have had that beautiful baby, but you haven't lost your glow because it's always come directly from your soul. No matter the situation, you can light up any interaction with your sparkling wit, luminous smile, mischievous gleam, and lovely warmth. Your beautiful family, employer, and friends couldn't do without your dedication to leaving everything better than when you got there. Plus, you have an eye for beauty that is goddess sent. And we have a novel sponsor today. It's Melanie Edwards' debut novel, Rocking Her Boat. Just in case you haven't picked it up yet, here's the description. Lifelong passion and perseverance have finally given Nina the one thing she ever wanted, her own environmental nonprofit. And yet, it's when she should be on top of the world that she feels the empty results of her neglected personal life. Chelsea's passion is music. Still the rebellious stoner he was in high school, growing up has forged his powerful, unique voice. Now that he's moved to a bigger city, his raw talent and uninhibited charisma are on full display. A chance reconnection with Nina proves his teenage infatuation hasn't gone away. But it's tough for Nina to see him as anything more than heartbreak waiting to happen. As Nina spends more time with Chelsea, the sparks fly. And she also finds a shared determination and ambition which is dead sexy. But when the glow of infatuation fades, will the reality of supporting the other's dreams be too big an obstacle? If you love lady scientists, rock stars, or supporting a debut self-published HB, get yourself this book ASAP. I'm going to put bio links in the show notes. So just tap on your podcatcher of choice and find them there. Okay, we have a crazy cool episode for you. Talia Hibbert joined me to recap the Netflix movie Set It Up and talk about her two new releases. I also put some listener questions within. So here we go. Hi, Talia. (laughs) Hello. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> just that's what's going on in my head eternally from now on <laughs> um same are you kidding me i've been i've been texting aaron being like oh my god i talked to Talia today i don't even know i'm so excited um <laughs> that's basically how i felt emailing you i was like wow this is all very real <laughs> it's so exciting well you know that you are like my favorite author I think maybe ever you know you're like tied with oh yeah oh yeah girl I mean I don't know how you don't know that I apparently am not doing my job correctly if you don't oh my god no I'm panicking (laughs) oh not even close are you kidding 
yeah, you're you're an auto buy for me. I think you're completely and utterly brilliant and like your craft and the way that you wield it just constantly blows me away and I'm trying not to make this awkward, but I also have to fangirl at your ear holes. So, oh I'm sorry. Oh my god. Thank you so much. I'm you're like, so welcome. <laughs> I'm melting into a happy little puddle. I can't believe this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. You're so welcome. So, First of all, thank you for coming on and being a guest. I know that a ton of our listeners feel exactly the same way. So we're here to do a few things, Talia and listener. One, we have to tell you all about her two new releases. And then two, you have decided that we should recap a rom-com, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Although... Disclaimer, now I've watched it, I'm going to be really negative and miserable about it. So. <gasps> really? <laughs> we'll see Ooh. how that goes. <laughs> I am extra excited about it. This is super exciting. <laughs> yeah, and then I think we can also like pepper in a few questions. And then, listener, I'm extra stoked because Talia has been gracious enough to say that she'll stick around for a Patreon-only section. So that's going to be in the works, too. Um, Essentially, all of my dreams are coming true, and (laughs) we have to get started before I lose my mind. So, (laughs) Talia, tell me everything. You have two new books coming out. I do, yes. I have um, Work For It, which is coming out on the 3rd of September, Uh which is a self-published book. And it's my first book written in the first person. So if it's atrocious, I'm sorry, everyone. I tried my best. I was very uncertain. I just went with it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I have read both of these already. And I can assure you the first person worked beautifully. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. Okay, so that is work for it. And this is also your first male male novel, right? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Just... Two dudes making cordial oh. and making out. It's a lot oh of fun. Oh my god, you guys, these dudes, these dudes. <laughs> they're very they're very messy and they like each other a lot, even though they're supposedly enemies at the start. They're just very nice mm-hmm. to each other, which is what I like. Yeah, yeah. You managed to make a, a really angsty enemies to lovers, like so heartwarming and lovely <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> And funny. It's like a little bit funny, too, even though it's like super angsty. Um, Thank you. I tried. (laughs) I think, would you agree that this is probably, I can't think of another word, so angstiest book? (laughs) I I would. Yeah. I think (laughs) (laughs) this is my angstiest, this is a word now, angstiest book. (laughs) But like, I I did try to make it funny so that people wouldn't be too sad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it absolutely worked. I think I read it in like nine total hours. I did like wow. I did like the stay up late, stupid. Oh, my gosh. Oh my, my whole next day is going to be ruined kind of thing because I couldn't stop. So I'm thrilled to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so glad your day was ruined. I'm I know. On nine. <laughs> I-, I was so grumpy in the best way the next day. <laughs> and then... So that is work for it. And then the other one, and and P.S., this um, episode is going to drop September 2nd. So everyone, stop what you're doing and pre-order because it will be in your hands tomorrow. It releases like tomorrow as far as, yeah, when this comes out. 
<laughs> okay. And then the other one. Yes. Um, so on the 5th of November, uh-huh. Get a Life Chloe Brown is coming out. And yeah. that is my first traditionally published book. So I <gasps> didn't have to one man band it and shove everything together myself, which was great. Um, and I'm very excited about wow. this one because, first of all, because it's a rom com. So mm-hmm. I got to be aggressively funny, or I tried to be. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um, and there secondly, are some cat shenanigans, everybody. Oh, that yeah. I was actually, <laughs> like, howling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was writing it like, this is funny, right? But then when I finished, I was like, I don't know. Is it funny? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Fantastic. <laughs> So this book also features a heroine with fibromyalgia and I'm really excited about that because I have fibromyalgia and I'm very self-centered. So I just wanted to (laughs) shove it in everyone's face. (laughs) Well, and I don't, I don't think, I mean, so much, one of the reasons I love so much of your work is that you really do shine a light on a lot of things that um, a lot of romance, you know, didn't include or ignored for a really long time. And I have several friends that like both internet and real life friends who um, one in particular, she spent years not being able to get diagnosed and not not being able to figure out what the hell was going on. And so I actually I already like ordered this book for her and I'm sending it to her because she was Aww. really excited about the the fibro representation, you know? Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, I think that. It is really hard to find these things because when you're a writer who wants to write these stories and usually mm. you're like an own voices writer and that's kind of where the idea comes from, people don't have much faith in you. So you really have to put yourself out there, which is why it's harder to find like disability representation than sure. it should be. So I'm just really pleased that as we move forward, it's becoming more and more quote unquote mainstream. And I'm thrilled to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, so I have a couple of like questions just because we've already touched on a few things that listeners wanted to know about. Do you have any comedy background? One of our listeners wanted to know like if you do have done stand up or if you've like had writing for TV experience because I agree with her like a lot of your stuff ends up being, you know, some of the funniest things I've I've read in romance. So Do you have any background there? I am so gassed by this question. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You think I'm so funny that you suspect I've done it professionally? Because I absolutely (laughs) haven't. (laughs) I, no one in real life thinks I'm funny. I'm the person in my friendship group who everyone's like, can you please stop making jokes because you're killing (laughs) us in the bad way. (laughs) 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 So I'm very happy to hear this. Thank you very much. Um, No, I don't have any experience writing for tv or anything like that although mm. if you're listening television people hit me up because i thought yeah. i could probably give it a go but no no i don't <laughs> that's wonderful and, and it honestly is hard to believe i mean i totally understand you know because i am i'm situationally funny yeah i cannot write a joke to save my life if you were to to tell me you know hey melody write a scene in which two people are funny at each other (laughs) it would literally never happen (laughs) (laughs) i'd do a lot of like giggling on my own probably but 
unless I like got up and goofily acted it out for people, there's no way it would be funny. Um, <laughs> my husband at one point told me that um, that he doesn't think I'm funny. However, I am amusing. So, <laughs> oh my god! Wow! <laughs> how dare he? And then I married him. Uh. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so we had a couple of questions about like what heroes and heroines you empathize with the most or um identify with the most so this is a two-part question one is in, when you're writing something do you usually identify with the hero or the heroine or side characters or are you like do you just empathize with everybody do you identify with everybody um i think that in most of my books, there's always one character that I identify with the most strongly, but it tends to vary depending mm. on what I'm writing. And then, so I have a bad habit in first drafts of focusing on my favorite character so ah. much. <laughs> the other characters might as well not be there. And I have to <laughs> go back and fix it and give them all lives. Like, sorry, mm. guys. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I hear that. <laughs> and then... Is there a hero or heroine that is most like you? Oh, I feel like answering this question always gives a bit too much away. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) But I mean, I feel like at the minute it's a toss up between Chloe from Get a Life, Mm. Chloe Brown and Ruth from A Girl Like Her. Oh, okay. And I think Ruth wins it because Chloe is very stylish and well put together and I am a tornado of ugly clothes. So So it's got to be Ruth. All right. I love that. I love that. Also, my husband owns a comic shop. So I super adore all of the geek culture that (laughs) ends up infused in your books. And I think that Ruth was like the epitome of that. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> also, your husband sounds really cool, just saying. You know what? He's a keeper. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty great. <laughs> I mean, comic book shop? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I have, between my podcast and his job, I have so much reading. <laughs> I have all the reading I could ever want. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say, I have so many cool points. And I was like, yes, yes, you do. Oh. <laughs> Flatterer. (laughs) (laughs) So so when you do identify with a character, does it make it easier or harder to write them? I guess you said easier earlier, right? Because you end up just like ignoring everyone else? Yeah, definitely easier. Because like I said earlier, I'm really self-centered. So I'm like, (laughs) this is great. I just get to whine as my thinly veiled self. No, I try not to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. All right, so who in this movie did you identify with the most, or was it nobody? Oh, it was Lucy Liu only. Oh, Lucy Liu. I I can't really remember anything about anyone in that film other than Lucy Liu. I made notes, though, so it's okay. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, I'm always making notes, notes for everything. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, I will get there, because I think that we can jump into the recap and keep chatting. Yeah. But... I think I identified the most with two characters. One. <laughs> the giggle. <laughs> One was the best friend, and we'll get to why. Yeah. I think everybody knows why once we uh, describe her. And then two, I really identified with Creepy Tim. Oh my Is God, that... you've named the two best characters in the whole film. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yes. I love creepy, creepy Tim. Tim. I would hug him. I would bring him plants. I'd be like, let's go outside, Tim. You'll like it out here. Trust. There's more plants. He was oh, so cute. I know. He was so cute. Okay. 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 So we watched Set It Up. Mm. And I was super stoked when you chose this because um, I love anything that's on Netflix. <laughs> Same. <It's> much easier. <laughs> <laughs> So do you have any thoughts or do you just want to go straight into it? And then I have so many thoughts. But <laughs> so excited. But I feel like I should rein them in, otherwise I'll just be like ranting and everyone will be like, oh my god, relax. So Oh no, listen, <laughs> ranting is my brand and we could do it together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So set it up is essentially about two assistants. Um, this opening montage is everything I do not understand and cannot handle about corporate culture i yes. hope it's not real but i see it so much in movies that i feel like it might be real i don't know why anybody puts up with it um yeah like the hook was like oh bosses are wild also abusive but let's laugh and i'm like yeah oh my god like, you guys get out of there <laughs> this is a dangerous dynamic like save yeah. yourself uh-huh this is and and also when you're the boss stop perpetuating this bullshit yes what Jeez. kind of monsters do this i know seriously so there are these so we have this whole montage of like people th being threatened with death if there are onions on salads <laughs> and like trying to get keys copied that cannot be copied and all the it's just i mean it's basically the um what's that movie with in the fashion world where she's like get the me the next manuscript of yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like get jk rowling to send me that manuscript what <laughs> and then she somehow does it like get out of here so anyway through all of that the next flash of the camera is all of these people leaving their jobs getting out for the night and two assistants are still stuck so apparently these bosses are even worse than all of that Right? Huh. Bonkers. <laughs> it's a wacky setup. Yeah, it's totally nuts. So they are, they're being asked to do ridiculous things. Like, um, like she has to order a second dinner at like, I don't know, 11 p.m. or something crazy. Mm. And she also has to get the boss's Lucy Liu's Fitbit up to 10,000 steps so that her <laughs> I train... <liked> <laughs> <laughs> so she orders the dinner and proceeds to run around the office to get this step counter up and meanwhile he's doing wild things like talking his boss through a juice cleanse um like think of seared cod and hamburgers this started out so strong <laughs> so funny oh <laughs> I love the shade already. Um, and then once the food gets there, she is trying to pay for it with a credit card, which doesn't make sense because if she orders from them all the time, wouldn't she know that it's cash only? Presumably, but we need wacky circumstances to occur for the meat cute. It's true. So yeah, you're right. This is our meat cute. <laughs> so she's down there desperately trying to um give this guy a credit card i will say one of the best lines in this whole film is her being like what if i tell you i'm a hundred year old gypsy <laughs> curse your house <laughs> oh my god from that yeah. moment i was like oh this is going to be one of those films because 
Ooh. Most people don't know that gypsy is a slur. I kn- I know this because my grandma is Ramona Carl. And so Whoa. when you have when you have a film that's like and I feel like this is one of those films, a film that's like we're the woke version of the thing that you're always watching but we're different because yeah. we're woke. Yeah, but, true. But they never go deeper. They're not it's like they've got a pretend woke mask on but they take it off and it's the same crap underneath. Ooh, <laughs> and I was that's like, so true. You're and you're right. Crap. I completely missed that. <laughs> I completely missed that. Yeah. And so then, for about three quarters of my notes, by the way, I don't know his name. In my brain, he is Lacrosse Douche. <laughs> I don't know his name either. <laughs> for so Lacrosse Douche comes out because his so boss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he comes down because his boss suddenly wants dinner as well. And he swoops in with cash. And then they do this whole thing where she's like, okay, take one of them. I'll take the other one. And he's like, he steals her pickle saying that he's going to give it to his boss. But then it's actually his dinner. Oh. Uh, he demands interest for yeah. what was paying that? for this meal. Get out of here. Like, it was really dude. high interest as well. Like, it was eight oh percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. That's, that's not okay. It sounds like one of my private student loans that I died paying off. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, oh, also, I'm sorry. You're right. That wasn't the best line of the film. The best line of the film was, "This is DefCon Five." <laughs> He's like, you know, DefCon Five is the good one, right? Everything's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> And as the listener will know, I can never remember the DEF no. so I always say, DEFCON MOST EXTREME! <laughs> Which is the only way to remember it. Because... I think so, too. There's no other way. Okay, so then, then we get to know them a little bit, right? He tries to hook up with his girlfriend that night, but his girlfriend is a model and like won't let him in because she's sleeping because he's oh so, so late. But why did he Why did he think that it would really get her going to be like, oh, you're trying <laughs> to sleep on this late work night? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wake you up with my penis. <laughs> he said <laughs> actually that said that. I'm like, what do you think she's going to do? Jump for joy? I can't wait for you to interrupt my sleep pattern with your penis. What? Indeed. Oh, why aren't you in me right now? <laughs> yeah, that no. just illustrates the whole problem with his character. He sucked. He sucked. It's, he did. You're so right. Because I watched this before we, um, like, month, like when it first came out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, oh, God, like, get where's you got to go find golf guy. We'll get there. Yeah. Like, this is not the guy you should be falling in love with. <laughs> I bet golf guy just lost his phone or something. Golf you know? guy's going through it. He needs you to go the extra mile to restart contact. And then it's, soon you'll get married. It's true. It absolutely <laughs> is true. Oh, yeah. And I, I do love, though, that afterwards he's like, except that, you know, you're totally going to know and be conscious when my penis. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be consensual penis waking up. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she goes home and we meet the best friend, the BFF. I also don't know her name. We will I, call her. I think what are we going to like call her? Angel or something. Or yes. did I make that up? We made it up. Okay. Her name is Angel the BFF. <laughs> the best of BFFs. <laughs> yes. She is so great. She is one she openly went through a slutty phase. Yeah. She I is love it. bubbly and fun and wonderful. 
She is the best. She also later on comes through with some real important tough love that yes. like, everybody should get down with. Yes, yep. I loved that. But <laughs> what I loved when her and her fiance like were introduced uh-huh. and he was like, yeah, she's fucked everyone everywhere. And like, uh-huh. I love you, babe. And I was like, yeah. round of applause. Uh-huh. <laughs> the kind of supportive fiances we all need to demand and expect. Oh, I completely agree. He's a dreamboat. <laughs> okay, so then Angel BFF and Dreamboat become fiancés right there. Yeah. It's so exciting. In the scene, everybody's <laughs> super that. happy. I mean, the main character who also sucks a little bit. Yeah. Will you agree with that? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she kind of sucks. Yeah. She's like, we're too young to get married. And then, you know, gets over it real quick and gets supportive. I was glad that everyone ignored her when she said that thing. <laughs> oh, completely. They're like, what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> And then he lives with his gay best friend. Don't know his name either. All I know is that he was married to Ariana Grande and might still be. That's all I know about him too. Ariana Grande's man potentially. Not sure. Yeah. Could be broken up. Who the hell knows? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he lives with his gay best friend. And then when she goes to pay him back at work, because they live in the same building. Nope. They work in the same building. Mm. She goes to pay him back with interest. I would not have done that math. I would have been like, go fuck yourself. Here's $15 (laughs) because you took half of it anyway. Yeah. What was that about? Right? Douchebag. Well, and then she just went along with it. Doormat. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So she pays him back and they start joking and she's like, oh, we should definitely Cyrano them. And he says, absolutely not. That's crazy. Get out of here. We're not going <laughs> to set them up. That's nuts. Then he has to save his boss's seats at this child's. Like, can everybody get some boundaries, please? Oh, my God. Right. Like, I refuse to believe this happens. I refuse. Yeah. In this film, <laughs> this assistant builds an entire science fair project for the child and goes to the kid's school play to save seats. And I just... I just thank you. I just refuse to believe. I thought like maybe it's an American thing, but obviously you're American and you refuse also. So I, yeah, I thought maybe it's a rich people thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think that I think there was something like that in other movies, like The Devil Wears Prada. I don't know. Yeah, there was. I just all I can say is I hope I hope they're getting paid well. I know that they're not. But I hope that they are. Yeah, but also, like, care about your kid's education. Your kid needs to do his own projects. Yeah, That's but they're bonkers. So, they're so entitled that, like, they have everything. So they're like, oh, my kid doesn't need to do science. I'll just <laughs> give them everything. <laughs> science, schmeyance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then his girlfriend almost breaks up with him because she's like, I want to be with the guy who gets his seats saved, not the guy who saves the seats. I need to be with that asshole, not you, asshole. <laughs> and so then he agrees. Yes, we need to see or know them because their whole idea is we'll have better hours if they're out banging and not in the office all the time. Which okay. in- incredible. I know that rom-coms require some <laughs> foolishness, but that's <laughs> truly incredible. <laughs> right? I didn't I didn't understand. So I've heard of like people needing to be in the office when their boss is in the office, but I've never 
had a boss nor talked to an assistant who could leave the office when their boss was gone. Like, yeah. don't you need to cover their phones still? And exactly. Like, do some emails. You don't have a workload because your <laughs> boss is in bed somewhere. Like, no. <laughs> Surely you'd have more of a workload, if anything. Thank you. You just have less eyes on you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then they decide that they're going to make them a meet cute in an elevator. And this is where we get the second best character in the whole film. Creepy Tim. <laughs> cute <laughs> Tim should be his name. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Well, so first of all, it's Titus Burgess who plays him. And he is just magnificent. Like his every pore is just magnificent. But Creepy Tim is the maintenance guy. And so they do this whole thing. The elevator goes badly. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive how badly it goes. Oh my God. This was the first moment where I paused the film <laughs> and wrote in my notes, I hate this stupid film. Because... <laughs> I completely agree. It felt really fat phobic. It Did was you get that vibe? incredibly fat phobic. Like, yeah. oh, how can we gross them out? We'll be yeah. a fat person. And then, of course, the fat person will take their clothes off. And of course, yep. the fat person will pee in a cup. Like, what? No, stop yep. it. Go away. No one wants this. No one wants your tired, stereotypical, haha, look, this is funny. Haha. No, it's not. It's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. It Because especially in a, in a movie where there wasn't a single normal person, mm. like normal looking person, they're all like, like TV movie. They're beautiful. all Lucy Liu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the boy boss is Tay Diggs. Tay motherfucking Diggs, everybody. Right? He was like, stealing scenes with his oh. face alone. <laughs> Wasn't he, though? <laughs> but so you have these two people and then this, what is he, a delivery man? Yeah. Who comes onto the elevator, is claustrophobic, and is like, I'm so scared that I need to completely disrobe because my body needs to be free of this. And then all of a sudden he has to stress pee, which... Lucy Liu's character is like, this is stress incontinence and like, you know, don't yeah. pressure him or make it worse or whatever. But like, why, why couldn't it just like, there was, I don't know. It there didn't was something need about to be that. They were asking you to laugh at very specific things in that scene. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it was, it was completely super not okay. Anyway, mm -hmm. so that goes badly. But then they're like, we can get this back together. We just need to get them together in another way. And they decide that a Yankees game is going to do it. Oh, my God. Right. First of all, I'm so sorry to interrupt. No. I have a bone to pick with the entire <gasps> nation of the United States of America. Ooh. <laughs> what is this kiss cam weirdness? What is that? You point a camera at people and then like a whole stadium of weirdos pressures them into kissing. Is that a thing? All right. Listen, Redcoat. You <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> basically yes okay all right that's atrocious so, explain to me what a crumpet is okay i don't it's know just bread <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm trying to come at you with like some british thing i can't even do it yeah we do that to people <laughs> normally Why? i in my in my brain, I think this happens at every sporting event, but certainly I've only been to a lot of baseball games <laughs> and it definitely happens there. I think for the most part, the cameramen 
go to people that like look like they're definitely a couple. I I think, you know, like they'll it's I mean, first of all, it ends up being incredibly heteronormative. Mm. But but yeah, so like I think that they try to spot people that have already PDA'd. Maybe they don't. Maybe we're just monsters. I don't know. But yeah, a whole stadium will get people to to kiss. Oh my god, camera. that is so uncomfortable to me. Like it is. I Wait. won't even touch my boyfriend in front of other people. Mm. I can't do it. There needs to be a five meter gap between us <laughs> at all times. <laughs> no one can know I've ever kissed someone, so I'm yeah. not I'm not with it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you, but that's what this is. They're going to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> they um, will kiss. They will kiss. Oh, one of the one of the times I also identified with the heroine was when she talks about um, overdicking <laughs> it. Overdicking around, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was very real. <laughs> yeah, where you feel like you have so much time to dick around, and then you, and then you have no time. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I did that before this. I was like, Ooh. I have an hour, so I'm gonna make some fried tofu, <laughs> and no. I made it, and I ate it, and I was like, wow, I now have four minutes. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> so, is this marinated fried tofu, or do you just like? I'm just really slow. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I was simply asking about your flavor profile, not throwing shade at your cooking. <laughs> I'm a really bad and dangerous cook, so I have to do everything slowly so I don't burn the house down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, so they do that. They get them to kiss on camera. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. They also, we learn a little bit about the fact that she likes sports balls because that's why she's working at this, at Lucy Liu's company. It's a site about sports writing. It's a sports writing site. It's a sports journalism situation i'm really good at this i was so confused by this because you know at the beginning when lucy Liu is like okay you have an idea pitch me and she starts talking about um elderly people who enter the olympics i can't remember what it was called jerry olympics (laughs) that's it (laughs) and then she like she couldn't finish the pitch because she was crying and Uh so it's later established that it's because she's so passionate about sport but at the time i thought she was crying because she couldn't cope with lucy Lou's full attention and (laughs) she was just so pressured (laughs) she just started crying and i was like same sis same (laughs) I cannot handle this supernova that is Lucy Liu's eyeballs. So. It's like when angels appear, you have to close your eyes. It's true. You can only listen to angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, also, I think it was supposed to be that like she's so tired, you know, like oh, really? I get like that too, where I'm just <laughs> overtired and anything can make me a like crying a baby. mess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, Michael's been really funny because my Michael, my husband, he talks about when I get punchy and he's now learned that there's a there's a very, very small time frame in which I go from punchy to sobbing. <laughs> and so if, if I start getting delirious and thinking things are really, really funny and not being able to stop laughing, he literally <laughs> like looks at the time and he's like, we've got 10 minutes. We got to brush teeth. We got to get to bed. We got to get the lights out because otherwise you're just going to start sobbing. We're in the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
I love that. Uh huh. <laughs> so we immediately go to bed. Okay. So then they have like the night off, right? Because their bosses are making out or whatever. Which doesn't make sense, by the way. Like you kiss someone on a camera at a public event, which to me sounds mm-hmm. very traumatic. It does. And then sure. suddenly you're like, yeah, let's get it on. No. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, stay away from me. Let's never speak of this again. <laughs> yeah, mere mortals would be like, I can never make eye contact with you again. Yeah. So, especially if you look like Tay Diggs. Right. Tay Diggs. Oh, my everyone. God. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is, however, where I see one of the most brilliant contraptions I've ever seen in my whole life. Do you know what I'm talking about? I feel she's like she's sitting on the bed. She's going through her tinders. Oh, with the popcorn? The popcorn. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Hands-free popcorn. Yes. Yes. She rigs a papoose on the front of her body that she then stuffs full of popcorn. I now know that I don't have to throw out my baby Bjorn when my kids grow up. I'm simply (laughs) going to sew up the leg holes and fill it with popcorn. (laughs) You just have to just dip your head. And just get your tongue on the puck and you're good. Oh, it's I love so it. good. Innovation. Yeah, I can't believe I've never thought about this before. Frankly, I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, I see why. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> here with me because the shame, the utter and complete shame. Okay, so she's tindering and this is where she hits on golf guy. Yeah. He's very and he goes cute. dance. He's adorable, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes dancing with his girlfriend and then their bosses are nice on Monday. Which is unheard of. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But then Lucy Liu, <laughs> she's so perfect in this moment. <laughs> she, she starts sort of dreamily recapping. <laughs> when she says about the kittens, I was like. <laughs> she's like, he, he, every time he touched me, even when he did it gently, I could sense the strength in this. Just like, uh, what did he, what did she say? Coco petting that kitten just petting yes petting it (laughs) and it was such an accurate representation of the feeling you get when you read like the really great part of romance novel and you're like wow yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh oh yeah when i read about olu and uh, griff in that goddamn forest yes that is (laughs) the feeling that i got so glad to hear it you're welcome feels delivered to your door (laughs) (laughs) okay so then she goes golfing with golf guy that's where he gets his nickname it has nothing to do with him it's kind of rude honestly (laughs) um yep i did really like when he's saying goodbye and he's like all right well let him win a hole and she's like i only have one oh my god (laughs) i found that so weird because i was like you have at least two holes probably (laughs) do you not like you shouldn't have only one hole i'm concerned (laughs) for you (laughs) we all need an in and an out we all have that we do we do that's right that's just basic mechanics (laughs) and anatomies (laughs) Um, but that was funny though it was great oh my gosh so then he's gonna make dinner for his girlfriend and then ariana's husband is like wait your girlfriend sucks Sorry. Oh yeah. Gay best friend Real Ariana Grande. Ariana. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is someone in the film. I was like, I've lost track. <laughs> You're right. I'm a dick. Listener, I'm talking about Ariana Grande's real life husband, maybe ex-husband. Who knows? 
Okay. So then um, he's like, yeah, she sucks. Once you like take away her tits and stuff. She doesn't say anything. I, I don't like her. Mm. So then we fall into this uh, sort of rhythm where things start going wrong a little bit and the assistants have to step back in and fix it. Yeah. So the first one that happens is that Lucy Liu needs him to call her. And <laughs> I love this. She's like, my voicemail's broken. The voicemail <laughs> machine is broken. Calls are not coming through. And also, there's no voicemails. <laughs> Definitely broken. Fix the error. Thank you. <laughs> so they get him to call her. And then this is my next thing. I mean, I know that Tay Diggs is supposed to be unlikable throughout the whole film. Mm. You know, I get that. We're not supposed to like him. Okay. But the moment where they both get on board with mandating that Lucy Liu wax or brazilian herself or whatever i'm just like he better take her pussy however she wants to serve it to him i think he said something like oh if i see even a little bit of hair on a woman i'm out and i'm like well that's fucking unnatural tay diggs what happened to you to make you like this because that's that's not normal (laughs) (laughs) people are hairy tay diggs it's that's how we come it's so true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So they get her a wax too. They like make her think it's her idea. It's really gross. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So then they both decide that they have to like coach them through this relationship for the foreseeable future. Then there's this whole relationship montage. And I have a question for you about logistics. Mm. You can be bing, boom, bong logistics with Talia. <laughs> Do these people not ever say thank you? to each other oh my god i actually texted my boyfriend about this and he was like it's because they're american americans don't (gasps) say thank you dare you (laughs) red coat who's like this is an established (laughs) thing he said they don't say thank you and they don't say goodbye on the phone that's (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've ever been more patriotic than i have during this episode (laughs) <laughs> like he seems to think that's an established fact so <laughs> listen tell him he has been misinformed <laughs> no. i did notice that like what yeah because like he's supposedly getting her flowers she's supposedly getting him really expensive booze and neither of them figure out that the they other one go, did not do that oh that was a really nice like gift you got oh i put those lovely flowers in my room and the, yeah. like they never bring it up never. <laughs> apparently not <laughs> yeah this didn't make any sense to me but that's okay i'm forgiving it <laughs> all right so then they break up over korean barbecue oh my god this bit was so gross. Like, it was. It was On graphic. so many levels. <laughs> I can't believe she forgave him. Okay. So they go to it. She takes him to a Korean barbecue place because she really likes Korean barbecue. And it's like raw. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know what Korean barbecue is, which he obviously doesn't because he's a man child who doesn't <laughs> like to ask questions. <laughs> so he just eats the raw meat and yeah. then throws it up. On the barbecue. Onto the grill. Onto the grill. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Yeah. And he's so arrogant and unlikable that he's like, oh, she set me up to look like an idiot. Like, this was a power play. Blah, 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 blah. That was the extra grossness to it was like he wouldn't even apologize or accept that he might have done something wrong by just eating the raw Mm -hmm. meat. He's like, no, it was her. 
<laughs> she's evil. <laughs> Incredible. Like, amazing. Okay, wait. So to reframe this a little bit, in Get a Life Chloe Brown, there are some favorite snacks that come up. Yes. Second of all, I, this is a two-part question. One, do you actually know what a s'more is? Because I'm here to explain to you, if not. <laughs> um, absolutely not. And I'm glad that you could tell. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what s'more is. <laughs> I've just, you know, I've heard about it. I know the vibe mm. of a s'more. I know the vague, you know, energy of a s'more. Mm. So mm. what yeah, more yeah, yeah. do you need, really? <laughs> Basically nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, I only say this because it's part of my love story with my uh, now husband, too. Yeah, I was craving. So we were long distance at first. So we were on a trip together in New York City Mm. and I was craving a s'more because I grew up camping and I was, you know, outdoorsy and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, man, I really want a s'more. And he's like, yeah, we can go do that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're in New York City. There's no way we can go get a s'more. And, <laughs> and he was like, no, are you, what? You've never heard of like this chain of restaurants that one of the only things they do is s'mores? And oh my, my mind was totally blown. That's incredible. Yeah. We went on the date and they they had like, you know, one of those little lit canister things on the table so that we could roast the marshmallows oh, and everything. Wow. Yeah. And then he took me on a picnic to propose. And he got like an outdoor setup for s'mores that he brought to the middle of this park. And so we made s'mores right before he proposed to me. Anyway. That's the cutest thing ever. I agree. I agree. You, I mean, there's no disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's objectively the cutest thing ever. <laughs> so a s'more is graham cracker. I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> my god so here's the best part about graham crackers they're just like this uh this crackery like a cross between a cracker and a cookie they're kind of sweet sometimes they're covered in brown sugar not always and they were actually originally invented to keep people from being horny what oh is this like kellogg's like cornflakes yes very similar to that except the dude's name was graham oh Oh, wow. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that is an unhorny name. So it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, and then it's just uh, that and then chocolate. I prefer dark chocolate and then a roasted marshmallow. So it's all gooey in the center and like kind of crunchy on the outside. It's real yum. Okay, wow. wait. So this is a tangent. Uh, yeah. But to bring it back to snacks, do you have like a favorite writing snack or writing fuel or just snack in general? Um. I have many favorite snacks in general. Mm. Many. <laughs> My kind of lady. <laughs> um, as for like when I'm writing, when I'm writing, I don't eat, which really concerns my mum. And she started like Whoa. bringing me these little packs of these things. They're like corn. They're literally just kernels of corn. So I don't know why I eat them, but they taste really good. They have barbecue flavor and hot flavors. And she kind <gasps> of shakes them at me and is like, eat some corn. And then I eat some corn and then I go back to writing. So. Oh, wait. Are, I think you're talking about corn nuts? Is I don't know. Right? I don't know. I honestly have no idea what they are. <laughs> mm. I should probably know what they are before I put them in me. But No, no. your mom presented them to you. Exactly. You safe. get a pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> okay. So they have to get them back together. And Tay Diggs shows up to the office drunk, mm. which... I didn't quite understand because 
supposedly when the bosses are away, the assistants are away too. Yeah. So why they is broke their own rules. lacrosse man in the office? Yeah. Lacrosse dude, she's just sitting there. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> don't you Correct. have a home to go to? A <laughs> tiny girlfriend to show off? I don't know. That's right. Very angular girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, over drinks, he coaches Tay Diggs on how to get her back. And that is to go up and tell her that he sees her. Um, <laughs> and it works. They bone in the office. <laughs> I don't know why it works. Because if I saw a dude throw up raw meat onto a grill, <laughs> he couldn't come back up, say, I see you with the mouth that threw up the raw meat. And then expect <laughs> things to get back on track. <laughs> Especially since, like, when he comes around the desk, he, like, immediately kneels down. So, like, first of all, good on you, Tay Diggs, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) At least we know he's not that rapper whose name I'm blanking on. No, not rapper. What was his music producer? It was uh, DJ Khaled. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Which really... not him. I used to be a big fan until then. And I was like, you need to respect your wife. I can't support it. Mm -hmm. I completely (laughs) agree. (laughs) But are you prepared... To have that that right (laughs) all Um, up on your mucous membranes. I don't know. Mucous membranes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be I don't know. It's tough. He is Tay Diggs, but on the other hand, he threw up raw meat onto a grill. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Okay. Once they get them back together, they go off on this this romantic weekend away that was very important because Angel BFF is having her engagement party. Mm. And so the day of, she goes over to his house to do something, to give him something. Nobody cares. <laughs> and uh, he has his angular girlfriend's like model party that day, too. Yeah. I didn't really understand any of this, to be honest. Me but. neither. <laughs> Me neither. But- Gay best friend invites the girl, Harper, to the model party. And so they all go together. And during this thing, she's seeing how angular girlfriend treats the cross douche. And, you know, they're joking around and she's really hoping that golf guy texts her and blah, 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 blah. Because golf guy, you guys, has disappeared. He's ghosted her. He ghosted her, which I have to say doesn't seem in character for golf guy. Same. And I think that, yeah, something happened, as you said. Clearly, he's yeah. under duress. Yeah. What if he's stuck in a toilet somewhere? Yeah. Is all I'm saying. And now he's going to die because... He could. Bland girl decided to get with lacrosse douche. Ugh. Honestly, the injustice of it all. <laughs> right? Justice for golf guy. <sighs> yes, justice for golf guy. Hashtag <laughs> justice for golf guy. <laughs> Jeez. We've got a special message for all the UK HBs out there. That's right, Redcoats. This is specifically for you. Words and Kisses is a UK-only subscription service for people who like their books with happy endings. They handpick the very best romantic fiction, written by a diverse range of authors, and deliver it to your door every month. Reading doesn't have to be a chore. It can be full of dashing dukes, wily wallflowers, handsome billionaires, feisty heroines, and whatever else tickles your fancy. As long as there's a lot of kissing, they've got it, and they want to send it to you. Subscriptions start from just $11.99 a month. Order by September 23rd to get their next box and use the code TITSOUT for 10% off your first order. That's right, T-I-T-S-O-U-T for 10% off. 
And everyone can follow them on social media. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Words and Kisses Club or at wordsandkisses.com. Okay. So then he's like, Lacrosse Douche is like, forget golf guy. I'm going to go to this other party with you. I, I'm going to hang out with you. It's going to be fine. They go through this whole fucked up, really backwards uh, cave metaphor. Mm. Caveman metaphor. Yep. Did you have any thoughts on this? Um, my main thought was that's ridiculous. And my, <laughs> my second thought was it's not 2001 and we've already done this a lot and then we got over yeah, it and with we the left cows. it behind. Yeah. The cows. <laughs> I just really wanted to like go over Maslow's hierarchy of needs with her. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. that's <laughs> no longer applies. <laughs> but also like this this is the point where the hot girlfriend cliche really started to bother me because Ooh. up until this point, Lacrosse douche has been a major douche to his girlfriend. Like every time you see him, he's either not showing up or mm. he's trophying her. Like he goes to the party because he says, I need everyone at the party to know that she's got a boyfriend. Yeah. What kind of weirdo reasoning is that? Like He's so, he he really does treat her as a trophy. And then when I found out also that she is like considerably younger than him and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, so basically you wanted a trophy girlfriend, but when she doesn't treat you as a real boyfriend either, you get arsy about it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, completely. very negative. And she's supposed to be so, like this whole movie, she's she's the dumb. Yeah, she's supposed to be so vapid. Yeah, vapid, petty, shallow, like model stereotype throughout the whole thing but where's and, the evidence yeah where where is the evidence i don't think like he doesn't listen to her talk anyway no so she could be really getting into things and he would never know because he's just looking at her tits exactly and also like up until this point i felt like there was no romance growing with him and the girl what's her face i believed like a working friendship perhaps yeah yeah completely but no romance and then suddenly in the space of a couple of scenes, he jumps from his trophy girl to what's her face. Yeah, it really does come out of nowhere. It does. Because up until this point, they've been joking about how many holes she has. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> like, there was nothing there. There was no spark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm glad you said that because when I first watched this, I was like, I don't know if he just does nothing for me personally like the actor does nothing for me the character does nothing for me yeah so i didn't know if i was biased in that way but i'm really really honestly glad to hear you say that okay. i mean he does nothing for me either so we could both be biased but i think we're Ooh. right talia are we biased together <laughs> biased twins i'm sorry i just anything that i have in common with you I kind of get excited about so i'm just i'm just gonna be a creeper over here this is why i love creepy tim okay <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so they decide to leave the party and go to the engagement party together. Mm. And uh, the BFF gives this absolutely beautiful roast toast. Oh my god, oh. it was so funny! Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it's like all the things that are that are dumb and weird about him. And then she's like, "But my grandmother said that." <laughs> You like because and you love despite. (laughs) It was so cute. Like, I definitely came out of this wanting the rom-com about those two. Yeah. 
more than I cared about these weird, bland, worky people. I completely agree with you. I need Netflix to do a spinoff that is yes. the, the prequel to this nonsense. <laughs> because she's like, she, she gives me like hot popular girl party vibes and he mm. makes dad jokes and wears like weird clothes. I wow. want to see how that happened. <laughs> me too. Oh, I know that Harper had nothing to do with it. No, Alice. definitely not. Yeah, bland girl did not help. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since Angel BFF is also an excellent wingman in this scenario. She is. I loved that. Ah, oh, so they get drunk. They're starting to dance. They're having a great time. And then all of a sudden, bland girl is like, I need pizza. Mm. So she goes over to say goodbye to Angel BFF. And she's like, we're, we're, there's no pizza here. I have to go. <laughs> do you want to come with me? And Angel BFF is like, it's my engagement party. So no, darling, but you go, you have a great time. And then as soon as they leave, a metric fuck ton of pizza arrives. And the the best friend looked so like, she was like rubbing her hands like a mastermind, but Uh not really. But in her expression, she was, she was like, yeah, bitch, I just, I match made you. That's right. I got you alone over pizza. (laughs) (laughs) okay so then they have to climb the fire escape into his house because uh, his best friend has a dude in the house and they have like music playing that's the signal of i'm fucking in the living room so don't come in here (laughs) i I need everyone to know that music is third eye blind (laughs) i just need everyone to know that (laughs) can i just say uh i went to college for most of college i went to school in virginia and for some reason house parties were obsessed with Third Eye Blind, like way past their (laughs) prime, you know? (laughs) Like, in fact, we almost, we could set the course of our evening. If any house party put on Third Eye Blind, we were like, oh, and it's time to go. (laughs) (laughs) Things are about to devolve. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have a sign. (laughs) I agree. I agree. So they climb the fire escape and they eat in his room. She says it's the best meal she's ever had. And then there is some, all caps, meaningful eye contact. Oh my God, you guys, it was so low stakes and boring and I didn't care. <laughs> I cared more, right? When they were climbing the fire escape and they, I thought they were going to drop the pizza. My heart I was, was pounding. Thank you. I was like, don't you dare drop that pizza. I know. I was really, really worried about the pizza's future. Yes. The yes. whole time. How dare they manhandle that pizza like that? And to be honest, like the most... I thought the funniest and the most relatable part of the moment of the film mm-hmm. was when he mm-hmm. was like, um, this is going to sound weird, but I really want to fuck this pizza. I want to fuck this pizza. And I was like, that's a mood. That's a real mood. <laughs> <That> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then she leaves because meaningful eye contact, exclamation point. They want us to believe. Yeah. <laughs> then the bosses are getting married, everybody. Surprise. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then things seem to start going in the assistant's direction. Kirsten's like, you need to use the time I'm out of the office to write that article, which, again, makes no sense because it seems like there would be more work. And then Rick's like, lacrosse douche, I'm going to give you a promotion as soon as I'm back. It's going to be great. Which was really weird. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. No, that's just reminded me, though, because you said Kirsten. And I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Throughout the entire film... They were calling Lucy Lou Kirsten, right? Kirsten, yeah. Is yeah. that 
like what is that because then i i had the subtitles on because i watched things with subs on right and her name was kirsten so i'm like is that how they pronounce kirsten kirsten no no so kirsten dunst would be super pissed if anybody called her kirsten i think okay in my brain kirsten is spelled k-i-e-r yes that's what i thought yeah yes yeah so and in the subtitles they spelled it kirsten definitely i was confused (laughs) all right i'm glad you brought that up because (laughs) i felt the same way and i forgot all right then bland girl sits down with lucy lou the who is kirsten kirsten and uh, the boss tries to rewrite history about why she's awful to her. She's like, I just, I just see so much potential. And <laughs> I want you to do well. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You just want somebody to abuse. That's all. Yeah, exactly. But that's fine. And then you guys, Rick asks Charlie to help him cheat. Oh, my God. And he, the worst part is the so-called hero of this romantic tale goes, goes with it. it. <gasps> goes with it oh it was grace i agree yeah and like i think that the the filmmakers want us to give him credit for like kind of hesitating (laughs) (laughs) like oh wow that was a meaningful pause before he did the (laughs) heinous thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what happens yeah, my exact note is Charlie gonna go along with it. Frowny face. <laughs> frowny face. <laughs> All the frowny faces. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, pie in the sky bland girl is like, we've done such a good thing. We've changed two people's lives. We've turned two unhappy people into two happy people. <laughs> and Charlie, knowing that the cheating is gonna go down, is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, totes. Definitely, definitely. Ugh. <sighs> so then it's time for ring shopping because mm. Rick will not even do that. Yeah, Rick was really just uh, a poop on the floor. From start to finish. <laughs> he was just, just a, a big old turd burger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So lacrosse douche is like, will you come help me ring shop? Also, I need you to go get the credit card I forgot for me at the office because everyone's a douche. (laughs) (laughs) And so she agrees. And when she's there, she overhears Tay Diggs talking to his ex-wife, the one that he's going to cheat with. And it's a flirt. It's gross. It's a a sexy time talk. (laughs) And she realizes that Lucy Liu is currently in a very important meeting. And she's just like, what the fuck, everyone? So she goes ring shopping and she confronts lacrosse douche. Mm, I liked this bit. I did too. (laughs) My note is they say mean, true things. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) A meaningful exchange of mean truths. That's right. (laughs) Waiting to happen. No, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, this is wrong. It was wrong from the beginning. It was selfish of us. And... You're obsessed with becoming an asshole. You don't even like this job. You just want to become just like Rick, even though you have the potential to be a nice guy. And I was like, dubious, (laughs) but going with it. And then he's like, well, you're afraid not to be an assistant anymore because then you would have to be a writer. And she's like, how dare you, sir? That is so true. (laughs) It's always worse (laughs) when it's true. How dare you eviscerate me accurately? I hate that. Can't Don't do it. that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, lacrosse douche, this is over. We are not pals. 
and I'm going to tell them everything. I'm telling Lucy Liu the, the whole thing that we did. I mean, she says that. And then the, the that. shop girl. Wait, say again. She says that, but she doesn't, she doesn't do a very good job of it. But do the shop girl. I liked the shop girl. <laughs> the shop girl stole this scene. She did. She was so good. She was. She like tries to diffuse the situation by upselling them a different ring. First of all, <laughs> like not only love that. is she, yeah, she's hilarious, but she's also completely on point and good at her job. <laughs> and, then, and then at the end, she's like, she just sort of recaps everything in their conversation, and she's like, except I wasn't at all listening. So I definitely wasn't listening. In. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Okay, so she goes to tell Kirsten. What did she not tell her? She didn't lead with, Kirsten, the guy you're engaged to is about to cheat on you. For some reason, she decided yeah. to be like, Kirsten, your relationship is a lie. I created it. You're worthless. No one wants you. Why are you firing me? And then left. That is everything that happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very succinct recap of that scene. Yeah, and I feel... It especially made me mad because throughout this whole thing, there's been this one of the running through lines about Lucy Lou's character is that she feels highly uncomfortable around like domestic situations. Yeah. She has always really prioritized her work and her job and her site is everything to her right now because it's in the startup phase. She's incredibly competent. She's incredibly smart. She's incredibly inspiring. And she feels like when she's invited to kids' birthdays and baby showers and all that sort of thing, nobody wants to talk to her because they only want to talk about poopy diapers and, and how terrifying your nipples get after you have a baby. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I, I see both sides of it, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Um, she feels excluded. Yeah, completely. And, and highly uncomfortable. And then... She starts this whole scene off by being like, oh, my gosh, I'm engaged. And it's like, I'm part of the club now. And she's mm. there's a little piece of her that feels almost proud. Mm. You know, that was my read on it. She was like, oh, my gosh, I have something to talk about now. Yeah, she she's kind of been brought into the fold. And she's obviously starting that scene on a high because of yeah. the engagement. And then, like, bland girl doesn't know how to read a room. And just torpedoes her. But in a way that just highlights all of her insecurities. Yeah. And that was the mean thing. Like, it would be one thing. You're right. If she went in there and she was like, hey, P.S., he is fucking his ex-wife right now. Yeah. Like, that's, that would be, that would be a thing that, that she could put in his camp that he is a bad guy. Yeah. But instead, she sort of couches it in like, why could you ever believe that anybody would ever want to be with you and love you? Yeah. Like, of course, this is not real. Yeah. Ah. Like... Why would you think that? Obviously, we have to shove him at you for him to want you. Yeah. All right. So Kirsten, Kirsten fires her and it was deserved. It was. It really was. I don't, yeah. I don't know why she was all like, oh, my God, you're firing. She gasped. I'm like, why are you gasping? Are you surprised? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you think this was going to go? Like, what did you foresee as your future here? <laughs> uh-huh. So then we have this whole montage where Charlie is conflicted while simultaneously being finally accepted as his job at his job because mm. he's like going to get this big promotion or whatever. Mm. Meanwhile, she is trying to write this these articles and she is having problems. Talia, do you have any writing rituals that you could impart on her? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> my ritual is probably really unhealthy and antisocial. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I wake up in the morning and I don't talk to anyone or look at my phone. And I go to the bathroom and then I go to my desk 
I leave my unmade bed and my closed curtains and I write non-stop without sustenance, although I have started bringing water non-stop for yeah. about four hours. <laughs> and then I collapse and then I go and eat some corn. So, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. You don't even, like, stop for some toast? No, because when I'm doing it, like, I, when I finish, I'm absolutely starving. But when I'm writing, yeah. I really don't notice, which my mum's like, ha. Yes, you do. I don't. I promise I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So do you have um, like music on or anything or is it total silence? It's got to be total silence. I can't talk to anyone. Like if people are in the house and they try to come and talk to me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually really rude. I'm like, don't talk to me. And then if they keep yeah. going, I just pretend they're not there. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your, your ability to have tunnel vision is super heroic sounds like your superpower yeah I mean kind of I hyper focus but it's like you know in really good comic books if you have a superpower it has to be your weakness and yeah it's my weakness because then I am malnourished so (laughs) I know you know how I feel here about being clear and copious Talia so I'm glad that you're at least bringing some water (laughs) yeah you gotta stay hydrated lady yeah I I did learn that lesson the hard way (laughs) oh no Aaron, stop listening. Don't let David listen to this. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that that she could have used that because she mm. tries to write over noodles. And like that sounds like the worst possible yeah. writing snack. That's a bad idea. There's going to be <laughs> noodles everywhere. There's going to be like drops of broth on your keyboard. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get broth all over. Like when you slurp and the, the noodle goes thwack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Broth could be literally everywhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then BFF, Angel BFF steps in. Mm, and yeah, when does. you think, yeah, when you think she's going to coddle Bland Girl, she doesn't. She thwacks her with a pillow and she's like, of course your first draft is going to be terrible. Then you go back and you make it better. Oh, I love her. I love mm-hmm. her. I need someone to do that to me at least eight times per book. Oh, no. Hit me with a pillow and be like, yes, it sucks. Just keep going. You cry, baby. <laughs> that's incredible so how um how does drafting work for you badly i mean (laughs) it feels false like deep in my bones (laughs) basically i just kind of i get i okay so i have the whole thing like in my head or i think i do and then i Mm -hmm. pour it out onto the keyboard and then I get to the first difficult point and that's not in my head. And I'm like, oh no, brain, how could you let me down like this? <laughs> and then I have my first confidence crisis and possibly okay. decide to rewrite everything I've done so far. Um, so I rewrite everything and then I get past that first difficult bit and then I get to the next difficult bit and I'm like, oh no, this too is missing from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh-huh. then I have a dark night of the soul where I send lots of people voice notes like, I'm really bad at writing and this is all going wrong and I'm going to (laughs) fail. And they're all like, "Um, okay, you should probably go to bed now though. And I'm like, wow, no one loves or supports me. (laughs) 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 And then like, I go to sleep and I get over it and I keep writing. And that happens maybe like seven or eight more times and then it's done and I reread it and I'm like, actually, this is okay. 
(laughs) And then I do the editing, which is even more painful. Okay. And do you do go like chapter by chapter? How do you... When I'm editing? Yeah. So basically, after I finished a draft, I Mm -hmm. let it sit for a few days. And during those few days, like thoughts come to me like you've underdeveloped this theme or that scene where they do this is actually really weird and you should completely change that (laughs) and then I write it down like in the notes on my phone as it comes to me and usually Mm -hmm. by the end of those three days I sit down and like put all the notes together in a narrative order and it's like a list of things that I need to fix and I just go through chronologically. Whoa that's really cool. That's really cool. And do you have a favorite like beta reader or do you do different readers for each book? I always feel really shy about asking people to read for me because, you know, people are busy and I'm Mm. like, hey, do you want to read my steaming pile of poop? Like no one (laughs) wants to do that. But But I have some really good friends, like author friends, like Mina Wahid. We always read for each other, and that makes it easier as well because it's reciprocal. So I don't feel like I'm bothering them every time I like mm. send something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Therese Bahari, she is a soft angel who is always there when I'm freaking out. Aww. And Charlotte Stein as well is another person who makes me remember that sometimes I do good words. So thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. You guys. <laughs> okay. I don't remember where we were. No, neither do I. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) I think we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about the friend in the pillow. Yes, that's where we were. Okay, so she is going to write. And she goes back to this Mexican restaurant that we haven't talked about yet, where she always abuses the Mm. waitstaff and super not okay. She always goes and takes eats hours and hours of free chips. chips. And then doesn't like even tip. Bad no, form. it's awful. She's it's very scummy behavior. Like yeah, you seriously could at least buy a drink or something or yeah or tip. You're taking up that table. Yeah, that's how this person's making their money. Ugh. Okay, so then Charlie. Oh, that's his name. That's where I, he's no longer lacrosse douche. Everyone, we have uh, gotten to that point in my notes. I can't believe that his name is Charlie because I honestly have no recollection. Of that name. <laughs> like none. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, that is fair. That is accurate. Same. <laughs> Up until this moment. <laughs> um, so Charlie has dinner with Angular girlfriend. Mm. And uh, you can tell she's supposed to be shallow because she cares that this is where Kim took Kanye for his half birthday. Oh, is that what they she do said? shit like that? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I love this restaurant. Kim took Kanye here for his half birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's meant to, because they also say like, oh my God, she's 23, which rude, I'm 23. <laughs> but I think that's meant to be like, she's so gen, whatever generation it is. Millennial. Yeah. yeah. She's so millennial. Generation, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I had a big brain skip right now. Madam, you're 23 years old? No. Who said that? stop it get serious are you 23 years old i i am (laughs) i thought you knew lady i am so impressed with you (laughs) oh okay well thank you thanks holy fuck balls (laughs) wow listen i am not an ageist i just (laughs) 
I, I don't know. I just, you know, you're in my brain. You're like, I mean, you are not just in my brain, but you're like this accomplished, incredibly smart, like published author. And you're, it's, wow. That list is giving I, me a lot of feelings, by the way. Thank you. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can go on with the episode. <laughs> uh, I think I have short circuited and I think I'm no longer capable of doing this. Okay. I, wow. I keep thinking that everyone knows this because I don't know. I tweeted. I like it was on my Twitter or something. Uh huh. Although I suppose now I mentioned. No, I assume that everyone knows this because I'm like, well, they can see my face and I look like 12, right? But <laughs> but the thing is, the other night I went out with my friends yeah. and then like a group of boys, I think they were like teenagers, came up to us and they were like, oh, do you know where like Bar Bar is? Which is this really terrible bar in my uh-huh. home city. Um, <laughs> and we were like, yeah, you go like here, here and here. And then I said, but I wouldn't go there if I were you. And this kid said, well, you look quite mature, but maybe we'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> oh my gosh yeah my husband still gets carded it's bullshit <laughs> he gets carded everywhere he is five years older than me and the motherfucker still gets carded my mum does is, huh my mum gets carded and she is 46 oh and- i mean that's good genes right there <laughs> Yeah, but wow. I look like my dad, so <laughs> probably skipped me. <laughs> but you like went to school for lawyering and stuff, didn't you? I swear. Oh, I knew that I about did, you. But I dropped out. <laughs> I mean, after accomplishing a lot. No, <laughs> no I went. I did um, <laughs> one year of law. Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, this is hard. Because I was like the smart kid at school. And I didn't really have to put any effort into anything. And then I went and did law. And I was like, wow, I have to like show up and read yeah and- i couldn't mm-hmm. mm. i couldn't do law school for that exactly i was just like what you want me to work yes no that sounds bonkers why would i do that but it was good because like what i really wanted to do was english so then i wound up doing it so yeah i just paid an extra year and got extra loans but it's fine it's no problem it's totally fine yeah. <laughs> wow i am so impressed I'm like extra impressed now. Okay. He breaks up with Angular Girlfriend. Mm. She finishes the article. It's very exciting. Mm. Then he's like, I have to go stop them at the airport. And then he's like, oh, I have four hours. And then he does the overdick around. He overdicks it. I love that bit. (laughs) I did too. It was so good. (laughs) Okay, so he gets to the airport. It's a great scene where he's like, no, running in slow motion. Yeah, (laughs) I love that they did that. They did the airport scene, but he wasn't like doing it for himself. Do you know what I mean? Like he wasn't like, Uh choose me. He was like, choose yourself. Yeah. (laughs) He actually says to her, "Um, you deserve better and you are better. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you're damn straight. Mm -hmm. That's Lucy Liu. Yeah, she's Lucy Liu, motherfuckers. (laughs) So then she looks at Tay Diggs and she's like, what are my favorite things? And he's like, Kiki, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Kiki is his ex-wife's name. How dare he? So she like throws her airport ticket on the ground and fucks off with her passport. (laughs) She's like, never again. (laughs) Yeah. So then the boss shows up at 
Charlie's door, lacrosse douche's door, mm. because he needs intel about Kiki, the ex-wife. He's like, I need to know her favorite things. I need to know what food she likes. Like, and what? What presents she likes. Sir, you were married to her. They have a child. Like, I forgot they had a child. <laughs> they have a yeah. child whose science projects he doesn't help him with. And mm-hmm. are you telling me that when she was pregnant, she was never like, oh, can you get me some pickles or whatever? Like, yeah, he doesn't know what she eats. Apparently not. It's incredible. <laughs> So then the gay best friend throws his drink on Rick. That was a really great moment, too. He's like, do you work for him anymore? If not, kaplooey right on his clothes. It was nice. That was great. So she shows up to the office to, like, box up her stuff. Bland girl does. Mm. And Lucy Lou comes out in all of her glory. And she's like, the place is falling apart without you. You suck. And you crossed a lot of boundaries. But I would like to have you back as my assistant. And then bland girl is like, I am no longer bland girl. I am writer girl. So I cannot be your assistant, but I'll help you find a new one. And Lucy Liu is like, oh my gosh, I just watched you turn into writer girl in front of me. Can I look at one of your articles? And she had it printed in her bag. Mm -hmm. Just ready and Mm -hmm. waiting. Just in case. (laughs) You know what? I I respect the hustle. You know? I feel like she really did (laughs) glow up because at the start, you know, at the start, she's like, pitch me. And she just starts crying and has Uh no coherent thoughts. And at the end, she's like, have you written something? And she's like, I have it double spaced in my bag. That's correct. (laughs) It is stapled in everything. (laughs) I brought you a red pen, madam, just in case you don't have one on your desk. Well, yeah. And not to mention that um, I forgot to say at the beginning, girl looks haggard yeah at the beginning mm. and then at the end she's got a blowout she's got a sundress <laughs> she is well rested and she is fortified by the knowledge that she can write things now it's true yeah so then she goes downstairs after getting mentored by kirsten and charlie is there Ooh-hoo-hoo. hanging out on the sidewalk what is he doing there and the you lighting ask? is all very warm oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> The lighting is warm. It's a beautiful spring, almost summer summer day. And uh, he's like, oh, Kirsten asked me to meet her here. And they realize that Kirsten pulled a switcheroo and Cyrano'd them. She set them up. Oh, (laughs) Talia, you did it. You did it. (laughs) So then they go through, they go through their and yet's with each other. She's like, you're a lacrosse douche and you have no character. And he's like, you're a bland girl. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I don't know. What else? (laughs) And then they're like, and yet, here we are going to make out. It wasn't as charming (sighs) as when the best friend did it with her quirky fiance. Well, nobody can be Angel BFF except for Angel BFF. That's true. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can't expect those heights from lacrosse douche and bland girl it's true. we can't do it Talia. it's unfair of you <laughs> and then did you catch the credits I feel like I was present physically but no <laughs> <laughs> well creepy Tim catches sight of them oh, yeah. in his monitor Yeah, and he's like oh, turns out I love love in the outside too that was a really good creepy Tim impression <laughs> oh man so thank you for having us recap this thing doing this with you was an absolute delight oh i think 
yeah, I think it almost changed my opinions on the movie. Not quite, but <laughs> you've given me a lovely memory to look back on. Well, the same to you. I <sighs> have had the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the people where they can find you. Okay. Like, what do you want to promote other than your books? Well, I am on Twitter. I talk a lot on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, it's good stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I am at Talia Hibbert on Twitter. Um, and I am at Talia Hibbert on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I'm very proud of my Instagram. I consider it my greatest work of art. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. So, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I'm also on Facebook. I believe that's facebook.com forward slash author Talia Hibbert. And mm-hmm. I actually. That's your page. Yeah. And then you have a group. I do. I have a group called Talia Hibbert's Hopeless Romantics. Uh-huh. And we are. We really are all hopeless in there. There's lots of memes. And oh, Meme Monday is so fun. <laughs> and you get like teeny tiny sneak peeks yeah. into her writing. That's one of the the ways that I found out that Work For It was maybe going to become a first person. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because you posted, I think that's, yeah, I think that's what happened. Because I think it was about Work For It. Um, you posted like, I, I think I'm going to change this whole book into first person. How do yes. we feel about that? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you write, I read. Those are the rules. I don't care. <laughs> That's, Thank you. you do whatever you want with that beautiful brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I post a lot of stuff and they're like, guys, would it be terrible if I did this or would you be into it? And then people are like, yeah, do it. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's also where I think that's where you were like, I'm thinking about writing Mating the Huntress from his perspective and it's going to be called this thing and what do we think <laughs> what do you and everybody think everybody was like wacky ideas yeah and we were like give it to me give it to me <laughs> so okay so that's that is there anything else um any other internets internet. i have um a newsletter that i mm. quite enjoy sending that's a lot of fun and you can kind of find more about that on my website which is taliahibbert com. Cool. And you get two free books as well when you sign up. So I think it's a good deal. You know, two free books balls. and jokes direct to your inbox from me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. So, um, and I can include links to that in the show notes too. Okay. So we have to do lady loves. Do you have a lady oh, love? Oh yeah, I do. I actually, I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to be on the podcast. What if I am asked for my lady love? And then I <laughs> I thought about it. So <clears throat> my lady love is a thing that I recently discovered that I believe is from Japan. Ooh. Mm. Uh, a konjac sponge, which is like, it's made of a plant that grows in Japan, I believe. And it's like a little sponge that you get wet and then you rub it on your face and you can apply your face wash with it. And it like gently retextures your face. But... It's just so much Whoa. fun to have a sponge to like do your face with and they come in different colors and they like expand in the water and it just makes everything more fun. How neat. And so wait, is it like a, is it like a synthetic sponge? No, or a it's like a sponge? natural oh. plant type sponge. Whoa. But I don't think it's from the ocean. I'm pretty sure it's from the ground. I don't know. I have no well, idea. Well, I'm excited for it. Okay. A conjac <laughs> sponge. I'm going to try to find a link and link to it in the show notes okay cool that's really exciting and i have two lady loves um one of them is called work for it <laughs> it's, 
Ty Everett's first male male novel. Oh, wow, really? Uh, <laughs> it comes out tomorrow, you guys. And you need it in your brain parts as soon as possible. It's lovely. I I have not been in the mood for angst lately, and yet I could not put it down in all the best ways. That's my first lady love. And my second lady love, there's kind of a theme here, <laughs> is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. <laughs> it comes out November 5th. Publishers have finally gotten their shit together, and they are publishing Talia Hibbert traditionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one. Wait, and it's going to be a series, right? It's the Brown sisters? Yes, it is. Woo! So book one is about Chloe. She's the oldest. Book two, wow. I just finished writing, is about the middle sister. No. And then book three, you're never going to guess who book three <gasps> is about. Who is it? Who is it? The is youngest it sister. The baby sister? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minds everywhere have been blown. Oh. That's really exciting because I fell in love with both of them. I cannot wait to read all of Danny's awesomely academic, weird witchiness. <laughs> um, I hope that there's a lot of baked goods in Evie's book. Oh my yes. gosh, I'm so excited. Yes, there's going to be a lot of all of those things. I'm happy to <sighs> report. Oh, swoon. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, well, this was wonderful. Thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you for having me. Really, yeah. thank you. Like, I love this podcast. You don't understand. I love this Ooh. podcast so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my mind is blown. Um, okay, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love wanting to fuck that pizza. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>